Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. You ready? It says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, Jesus says, not seven times, but 70 times seven. How often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Would you pray with me the prayer Jesus taught us to pray? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. You can be seated uh, this morning. How many knows that for Jesus, forgiveness is a big deal? Forgiveness is a big deal. And he teaches us, when when the disciples come and ask him what to pray, when he says, when you pray, don't pray like the religious hypocrites do, pray like this. And he gives them the Lord's Prayer, which we have been going through now. This is the sixth week. And he teaches us to pray these words. Father, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then, that was in Matthew chapter 6 that he gives the Lord's Prayer. But then Matthew 18, what we just read, there is a, the whole chapter of Matthew 18 is about forgiveness. This is the chapter where Jesus gives that, that famous parable about the lost sheep. Remember that one dumb sheep that left the 99? And, and, and Jesus says that the good shepherd is like the shepherd who lost that one dumb sheep. And so, but he left the 99 to go find the one dumb sheep. And then he brought it back and he got everybody together to rejoice over finding the dumb sheep that had wandered away. And then further down the chapter, right after that, Jesus gives us a process of what to do when, when a fellow human being sins against us. And, and, and he says that you don't go, when somebody offends you or when somebody sins against you, he says, don't go talk to anybody else about it. Don't go to whoever your buddy is and you, you oh, can you believe what so-and-so did to me and my feelings are so hurt? He says, no, you actually, the process to handle sin when sin is committed against you is not to go gossip to other people and not to go get your team together and make your case to everybody else and have somebody tell you why you're right and they're wrong. The biblical way to handle when somebody sins against you is to go directly to them. Don't go pout and don't go whine and don't go find somebody that'll listen to you complain. You go deal with it directly. That somebody needs to hear that this morning. If you're dealing with offense, somebody has hurt your feelings, somebody has sinned against you, if you have experienced that but you went to somebody else and complained, you sinned too. It's going to be rough in here today, y'all. You better... Because Jesus says, no, if, if they offended you, the right way to handle it is to go to them and find a way to find restoration. Maybe it was a misunderstanding. Maybe they really were wrong. Give them an opportunity to make it right. But do not go and find other people to go gossip about your offense and your hurt feelings to. 
We're going to get through it. It's going to be okay, y'all. It's going to be okay. And then he tells a story right after that about the unforgiving servant. You remember that story? Where, where this servant, he, they, the two servants served in a, in a great master's house and one of them had a, had a great debt that they owed the master. But the master forgave that servant of his massive debt. But then that servant had a buddy who just owed him a couple of bucks. And that servant, who, that servant who wanted his couple of bucks back, he had that guy thrown in prison for his debt. And when the master found out, he says, you've been forgiven so much, but you couldn't forgive this little debt from someone else. And then he says, let this servant be cast into outer darkness. This entire chapter is about forgiveness. Forgiveness from God, the one dumb sheep who gets forgiven. God goes after him, forgives him, brings him back into the fold. Forgiving each other and how we should do that properly, and then the consequences if we don't learn how to forgive one another. And then at the very end, Jesus says these were, or, or, or excuse me, excuse me, not at the very end, in the middle, in the middle of his sermon teaching on forgiveness, Peter speaks up. I love Peter. Because, I love Peter because Peter says what everybody else is thinking, but everybody's scared to say. <laughs> I love that because I'm kind of like him a little bit. I kind of tend to run off at the mouth every now and then and have to go back. And, and Peter's always doing that. He's always saying stuff before he really thinks it through. And so Peter, in the middle of the sermon, it'd be like one of you right now interrupting to ask a question. And he says, hey, hey, Jesus, 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 wait a minute. I love that you're talking about, you know, you, the good shepherd goes after that one lost sheep because, you know, I, I need that every now and then. I need the Lord to come after me and I need God to forgive me. And, you know, I think it's even a good idea to forgive each other every now and then when somebody hurts you. But, but let me ask you, there's, there's got to be a, a quota, right? There's got to be a limit of how many times that we, because I, I, Jesus, I'm, I love what you're saying. I'm going to let you finish, but... You're talking a whole lot about forgiveness, but I got some stuff that happened to me. How many times do I forgive somebody? And then he, he thinks he's being generous, y'all. He says, do I forgive him even up to seven times? And that's pretty generous because most people, you might get one strike, you might get two strikes. It's very rare we give somebody a third strike, isn't it? You know, fool me once. Shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And after that second one, I, I'm not letting you in anymore and I'm not going to give you an opportunity to do that anymore. Because I, and so, so Peter, he's like, okay, most people two, maybe three times if you really love that person. But Jesus, I'll be real generous. I'll say, should I forgive somebody seven times? And Jesus says, no. <laughs> he says, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Now, some of y'all read that scripture one time and you got out a notebook and you now you got your lined paper out and you numbered one to 490 and you started listing every little thing your husband has done since you got married, wondering when I get to 489, buddy, you better watch out. But that's not really the point Jesus is making. He says, listen, if you're trying to put a number on it, you have, you have gone way 
too short because, and, and seven is the number of completion, right, in the scripture. So Jesus says 70 times seven. So it's almost like he's saying an infinite amount of times. You shouldn't even be keeping track. You shouldn't even be counting uh, all, all of the, these things that, that someone has done because Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, love keeps no record of past wrongs. And so he's saying, listen, if you're counting, you're missing the point. Jesus says, you need to start thinking big when it comes to forgiveness. When it comes to talking about forgiveness, you need to start thinking extravagantly. You need to start thinking about lavish forgiveness when you're talking about being one of my disciples, one of my followers, and how to live the way I want you to live. In other words, if you're keeping a record of how many times someone has hurt you so that you can get to three or you can get to seven or you can get to 490, you've missed the whole point. Jesus says, go the extra mile with forgiveness. Jesus says, go further with forgiveness. And there is an extremely important reason why Jesus says, go big when it comes to forgiveness. And that is because Jesus knows and he's revealed to us that our ability to receive forgiveness from God is directly correlated to our capacity to give forgiveness to others. That's important if you're taking notes to get this. Jesus teaches us that our ability to be forgiven by God is directly correlated to our capacity to forgive other people. Justin and Bart, would you help me get that bucket right there and would you bring it up here for me, please? That's why Jesus tells his disciples, he says, pray like this, Father, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Because, thank you, because time and time again, during his life and teaching and preaching, Jesus taught his disciples that being forgiven of our sins by our Heavenly Father, is dependent on our willingness to offer forgiveness to our fellow man. Now, we don't like hearing that because, you know, and I, I preach it, you know, grace is free and, and you just repent and you, you ask Jesus into your heart and you make him Lord of your life. You're forgiven of all of your sin. And I, I believe that, but Jesus says, but there's a little kind of, you know, you put a little asterisk next to something to kind of explain it a little bit more. And Jesus says, yes, God's forgiveness is free, but you need to understand that how far you're willing to go with forgiveness is how far God's willing to go in your life with forgiveness. Let me ask you a direct question, an uncomfortable question. Think about this for a minute. Don't answer out loud. But ask yourself this, where would you be in your relationship with God, if you measured God's love and grace toward you by how much you have shown forgiveness to other people? Where would you be in your closeness, in your relationship, in your intimacy with your Heavenly Father if, you're, if that relationship was determined by your willingness to forgive someone else in your life? And I'm asking you that question because it is determined by your relationship and your willingness to forgive. We might phrase this part of the Lord's Prayer like this. We might say, Lord, 
Forgive me of my sins to the extent at which I'm willing to forgive other people of their sins. Imagine if we prayed that every day. Lord, for, I, I know I sinned today. I know that I said something I shouldn't have said. I went somewhere I shouldn't have gone. I, I did something I shouldn't have done. I know that, Lord, and I'm sorry, but would you forgive me to the extent that everybody else in my life that's hurt me, I've forgiven them. That's a pretty honest prayer right there, isn't it? Jesus teaches us to pray that every day. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Turn with me to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, really quick. Jesus is again teaching on forgiveness, and this is what he says. He says, forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will it be in your lap? For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, I've heard this scripture a lot. I had a pastor when I was in college that read verse 38 or quoted verse 38 every week. Guess when he quoted it? Right before the offering. (laughs) Give, and it will be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over in your lap. He would, I mean, every time offering, and I know I've done it a few, I caught it from him, and a few times I've done it, but right before offering, but y'all, Luke chapter 6 is not at all about money. It's a good principle, it's true, that as we live generously and as we give, God takes care of us and God throughout. That is absolutely true, but that's not what this verse is about. This verse is about forgiveness. This verse is about how you treat other people. It's about mercy. It's about kindness. Luke chapter 6, Jesus is talking about love your enemies and treat them kindly and show mercy to them. Luke chapter 6, that's the kind of thing. Do good to those who do evil to you. That's what this chapter is about. And in that context, after he talks about loving your enemies and do good to those who do you evil, he says, forgive and it will be forgiven of you. Now, the implication is if you don't forgive, it might not be forgiven of you. Give mercy, give kindness, give give generosity of spirit to other people who have wronged you and other people who didn't treat you right, and it will be given unto you, good measure, shaken together, running over in your lap. That's how God will treat you. And then he says, because with the measure you use, Not when it comes to money. The measure you use when it comes to mercy, when it comes to kindness, when it comes to forgiving other people, that's what God will use, measuring it back to you. This is the the idea. If you are a thimbleful kind of forgiver, and this, when you forgive somebody, this is about all the forgiveness you can muster up. It's just a little thimbleful. Okay, I forgave you. And then next over here, you know, that, that was forgiveness. And, 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 and you know, I, I got a little bit more I can give you. And so there's a, there's a thimble full of forgiveness over here for you. He says, if this is how you treat other people, if this is your capacity for forgiveness, if this is your capacity for generosity, is this, if this is your capacity for kindness, if this is your capacity for mercy toward other people, guess what? When you sin, And when you have a need, and when you need forgiveness, God's going to use a thimble to forgive you. 
That's the measure he's going to use. Now, I know me. And I know my sin. And I know it's going to take a lot more than a thimble to cover my stuff. And so Jesus says, whatever measure you use. So if you use a thimble, for when you're pouring out forgiveness, that's what you'll get. But you can choose to be a five-gallon bucket kind of believer. And you can say, I'm going to forgive people with a five-gallon bucket. when they go. I'm going to pour out forgiveness on them like it's nobody's business. And if you need some forgiveness, I've got a little bit for you. you need a little bit more forgiveness, I've got more for you. And this is the same kind of measure. If this is how I treat people, if this is what I use when I need to forgive somebody else, when I've messed up and when I've made a mistake and when I've sinned against God and when I've gone back to that old addiction and when I've gone back to that old issue and when I've made the same old mistake time and time again, I need a bucket and this is the bucket God's going to use for me when I sin against Him because I've been using this bucket. So you can choose this morning, he says, what measure you want to use when it comes to forgiving other people. And whatever measure, whatever size you use, whatever capacity you find within yourself to love other people and show mercy to other people and show kindness to other people and forgive them even when they wrong you, that's what God will use on you. And now I know my issue. And I know how much I need. The question is, how much do you need? How much do you need? I know I need a lot. It's uncomfortable. But I didn't say it. Jesus said it. You have to deal with him. Because he said, with the measure you use... When it comes to forgiveness and generosity of spirit and kindness and mercy to someone that doesn't, they don't deserve it. I don't either. I don't either. I need a five-gallon bucket, God, when I need mercy. He says, Peter, don't be a seven times forgiver. That's just a thimble. Be a 70 times seven forgiver because sooner or later, Peter, we're all going to need the riches of God's grace and we're all going to need the lavish generosity of his mercy and the unending forgiveness that he has for us. And the warning here is, is that we don't learn to walk in this kind of forgiveness. If we choose to stay stuck in unforgiveness and in bitterness, it creates a deadly cycle of spiritual indebtedness. Because listen, all sin creates relational debt. All sin creates relational debt. When you and I, when we choose to sin against God, it creates a status of indebtedness toward our creator. When we choose to step outside of God's law, when we choose to step outside of God's plan for our life, it creates a debt in our relationship with God. And the transactional account of my relationship with God goes into the red when I choose to sin against a holy God. And the gospel message is that God saw me. 
Father who loved me saw me in my spiritual debt and he knew that I could never pay back the debt that I owe. So he sent his son who was God in the flesh, God in human form, God, God with skin on, and he said, I'm going to come and I'm going to pay the price of the debt that you owe because of your sin. So that in now, when I have received Christ, when I have given my life over to him and I've received his forgiveness, when the heaven, look, the accountants of heaven look at the register book and look at the, the, the ledger page of, of, of all the sin of all, there's my name and there should be next to my name a red negative number that indicates the debt that I owe because of my sin. And it's a big one. It's, a, it's, it's bankruptcy kind of numbers. And it should be a big red negative number next to Drury's name. But that second, that moment that I, I called on Jesus and I asked him for forgiveness. And I said, Lord, I can never pay this debt back. I can never make up for all that I have done. Would you come and forgive me? Where there should be a big negative red number right now, there's red letters that say paid in full by the blood of Jesus. Because forgiveness is clearing the debt. Forgiveness is about clearing the debt of sin. Now pay attention here. This is so important. This will be life-changing for some of you. This can help you get free and find healing today because forgiveness, when it clears the debt, it says you don't owe me anything else. You don't owe me anything anymore. That's what forgiveness is. Notice what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not approval of sin. Forgiveness is not saying, oh, it's okay what you did. No big deal. It's fine. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not overlooking or ignoring sin. It's not winking at it and saying, oh, we'll just pretend that didn't happen. It's not, it's not saying, oh, well, that doesn't really matter. Forgiveness is not permission to keep sinning. It's not permission to keep doing that. Instead, this is a very simple definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness means acknowledging there was a negative number, but I'm choosing to erase the negative number and clear your account. Reckoning that that debt has been eliminated and paid in full. When Jesus cleared your debt, it wasn't him saying your sin was okay. And when Jesus cleared your debt, it wasn't him saying, oh, we'll just wink at it and ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. And when Jesus was clearing your debt, it wasn't so that you could just go back and dig yourself back into bankruptcy. And all of that is exactly the same and just as true when it comes to you and I forgiving someone who hurt us and who sinned against us. See, what happens is when someone hurts us, remember, all sin creates relational debt. When someone hurts us, when someone sins against us, when someone offends us, whether it be something small and petty or whether it's major violation, major abuse, whatever it might be, you and I, we all keep a mental account book in our minds for every relationship. And we've got a laundry list of names that we keep track of and 
those people who have done us wrong, those people who have hurt us, those people who have sinned against us, and not even just like strangers or acquaintances, but family members, spouses, children, parents. We keep this mental list of what people did and how much they owe us, how, how they did something offensive, they didn't follow through, they didn't keep a promise, they bullied us, they mistreated us, they cheated us, they lied to us, and we keep this list, and we've got a big negative red number next to some names on our list. And when we hold on to that ledger book in our minds and we hold on to that account book, it's like, it's like keeping record of all the debt people owe us for how they hurt us. You, you did something to me and you owe me an apology. You stole that from me. You owe to restore me and give that back. You said something you should have. You owed me to say something nice to make up for what you said about me. You left. You owe me to come back. You, you did something you shouldn't have done and you owe me. And the way I'm going to get back what you owe me is I want you to suffer. I want your life to stink. I want your life to be a wreck because of how you wrecked my life. That's what you owe me. So we keep a record and we charge interest, don't we? Every day that they don't pay back. Every day they don't make up for what they did. Every day that that sin goes by, that where they cheated us, where they hurt us, where they abused us, where they mistreated us, it goes by day by day. And every day we're compounding the interest, man. And we charge like credit card rate interest, don't we? Every day that goes by without that person saying they're sorry, we compound the interest. And every, every day that goes by with that person refusing to acknowledge what they did, we, we just add, and add more and more to the negative account. And when you start keeping records like this, listen, you start going through life feeling like everybody owes you something. And you end up perpetually frustrated and angry and distressed and that everybody, everybody, everybody that's, that owes you something, you, you just you keep it in your mind and you keep record of it and you dwell on it and it, it runs your thinking and it rules your, your emotions and it rules and you, you can't help but think about that everybody owes you but nobody's paying you. Your heart becomes so frustrated and so angry at this one person or those several people that you feel are so indebted to you because of what they have done and because of their actions that you can't possibly find peace. And what develops is what the scripture calls a root of bitterness in your heart. Bitterness takes root. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, the word says, make every effort to live in peace with all men. And see to it that no man misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. The root of bitterness is a real problem in people's lives. It's a real problem when all you can do is focus on the negative balances everybody owes you, on the ledger books of your relationships, and you lose the ability to, to, uh, uh, to live at peace with people. And this root of bitterness grows up, and it's, it becomes deep-seated resentment. And that resentment, even though originally it might have been because of one person, and because of one person's actions, watch what it says. When this bitterness takes root in your life, it causes much trouble and it defiles many. 
So now all of a sudden I was angry and bitter at this one person, but I allowed this bitterness to take root. And now it has gotten into all of my heart and all of my life so that even though it started with one offense, it started with one issue, it started with one problem. Now that bitterness has, has infected my entire heart and it is poisoning all of my relationships. You don't believe me it can happen? Yes, it can. You meet somebody that was, uh, that was wronged by a spouse that never dealt with it and watch how all their other relationships will begin to see issues because they're hurt over that one relationship. You watch somebody that was an abuse victim that never dealt with it and never healed and watch how it impacts their marriage and watch how it impacts how they raise their kids. This is a real thing and it's a real problem. You can have your heart wounded by one person, but if you refuse to deal with that resentment and unforgiveness toward one person and you keep holding over their head and holding in your mind the debt they owe you, and you might think it's only about that one person, but it will affect every other area of your life. You can't contain this kind of debt. You can't manage it yourself. You can't handle it. And eventually your heart becomes at war, not just with the person who hurt you, but everyone that reminds you of that person, everybody that looks like that person, everybody that tries to get as close as that person does, and everything gets affected. And it all started because you thought one person owed you something. And they might not even know they owed you anything. Or they might not know it. They might know it, but they might, care, might not care that they owed you anything. And they're going about their lives and it's not bothering them. You're like the collections agency that keeps calling. You owe me, you owe me. They just don't answer the phone. They're living life. It's not bothering them. They hurt you. They sinned against you. They lied about you. They ignored you. They cheated you. They owe you. And you're just stuck. You know, we've all experienced hurts like this. Everybody has. But you know what I've learned in my life? Is that even if they did say sorry, and even if they did give you back everything they took, and even if they found some way to make restitution for everything they did, the truth is, even if they paid you what they owed you, it could never heal you. It could never heal you. Even if you had the ability to call the note in, if you had the ability to demand payment in full on the loan, even if I had the authority to make them pay for what they did, someone else's actions and good intentions can never truly heal my heart and restore my soul. Only my Heavenly Father can do that. Harboring unforgiveness in our hearts, listen, it never results in healing and wholeness. Holding on to that debt never brings healing in our lives. So Jesus said, forgive them. He's wanting you and I to understand that you've been keeping track of the debt they owed, but even if they paid you back everything they owed you, it would never heal you. So what's the point? 
Jesus is wanting you and I to understand, listen, when I teach you and tell you to learn how to forgive people, it's not you saying what they did was okay. And it's not you pretending it didn't happen. And it's not you giving them permission to keep doing it. It is simply saying, I have decided because I'm a follower of Jesus, you don't owe me anything because he's everything I need. I've decided I'm not going to keep focusing on and holding over your head your negative account balance because I have experienced the love of a father who has cleared my own negative balance and he is my provider. He is the one who gives me the daily bread that I need. He is the one who heals my heart and restores my soul. And I have realized you couldn't ever pay me back anyway. So I might as well release that debt, consider it back to zero and move on with my life because you can't give me what I need. Only my heavenly father can. That's what forgiveness is, y'all. We've gotten it so mixed up and thought, my goodness, we've gotten it so mixed up and thought that forgiveness meant that we had to, that, that we had to be okay with what happened. No, you don't. We thought forgiveness meant that, that that's just pretending nothing happened. Oh no, we all know there was a debt there. You've just simply decided, I've, I've determined, you hurt me, but you don't owe me anything. And I'm not going to live, go through life feeling like everybody owes me something because my Heavenly Father provides for all of my needs. That's what forgiveness is. That's what forgiveness is. And when you get to that place where you don't owe me because He's my everything, healing comes. Healing comes. Because their words, that their I'm sorry's, their I coulda, shoulda, woulda's, all the things they, that you want them to say, they can't heal you. You keep thinking that if they would just admit they were wrong, if they would just say they were sorry, if they would just do something different, if they would just give me back what they took, then everything would be better. No, it wouldn't because there is a wound there that cannot be healed by human words or human actions. So forgiveness is saying, you know what? You don't owe me a thing. I'm not going to say living in the past, you don't owe me anything because I trust my Heavenly Father to give me everything I need and to heal me and restore me. Forgive them so that you can experience the mercy and grace and forgiveness of a Heavenly Father that you need so that you can receive inner healing. Forgiveness is never about, listen to this, it's never about the person who hurts you. We don't forgive them for them. We forgive them for our own condition of our own heart. Because you don't want that brood of bitterness taking root in your life and infecting every other relationship. You've got to release it and you've got to let it go. You don't owe me a thing because Jesus is my everything. Doesn't mean I'm okay with what they did. In fact, by its nature, acknowledging the debt but then forgiving it is acknowledging they did something wrong. Forgiving them doesn't mean it's okay what they, what they did or ignoring it or covering up. It's simply saying you don't owe me anything because I'm trusting Jesus for everything in my life. Forgiving is not permission, listen, for them to keep wounding you when you forgive them. It's simply saying you don't owe me anything because even if you could pay me back, it would never heal me. And if I choose to harbor unforgiveness and bitterness in my life, it will turn into toxic, a, a toxic poison that affects every part of my life. It'll destroy every relationship in your life. It'll destroy and defile everything going on. 
when you choose not to forgive. But inner healing comes, listen, through the daily process of being forgiven by God and forgiving others. This is a daily process. Last week, I I showed you in Lamentations chapter 3, where the prophet, he says, great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Your mercy is new for me every morning. Aren't you thankful that God didn't forgive you one day and then choose not to forgive you ever again? But every day, God wakes up, and you wake up, and he chooses to give you mercy. And that, it's a daily process with God, and it's a daily process with you and me. And so we're going to have an altar time in just a moment. We're going to pray. But this is not a one-time prayer, and this is not a one-time thing. This is a daily thing where I choose, and I choose to remind myself, oh, I canceled their debt. It's back to zero. When that person that hurts you and you come to the altar here in a moment, you pray for the Lord to give you the grace and the strength to, to clear their debt and forgive them. Again, not saying it's okay what they did, not giving them permission to do it again, just simply saying they don't owe me anything anymore and I'm not going to demand my pound of flesh from them anymore. When you do that, tomorrow you're going to drive by that person's house and they're going to have a new car in the driveway and you're going to be so mad. (sighs) 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 I want them to suffer like they made me suffer. And you're going to say, oh, no, I decided they don't owe me anything. And then you're going to, the next day, going to be scrolling Facebook. They're going to be on vacation somewhere, having the time of their lives. You're like, oh. The way they treated me, they think they can have a good vacation. They'll be ashamed of themselves. You're, we're laughing, but we do it. And you're going to say, wait, no, I don't care that they're having a good vacation. They don't owe me anything. And it's a daily decision to do that. And as you choose to do that daily, every day it gets a little bit easier. And as you choose to do that daily, every day your heart gets a little more healthy and a little more healed. So this is a process. You forgiving somebody else is not about letting them off the hook. It's about you finding the healing you need. It's not about saying, oh, oh, it's okay what they did. You know, and I've, I've learned to do that. You know, if someone says, I'm sorry to me, you know, I used to say, oh, it's okay. I, I don't say that anymore. I'll, if someone does come and apologize for something, I, I want to try to say, I forgive you. Because forgiveness isn't saying what happened is okay. It's simply saying, I, you don't owe me anything. You, I, I don't, I'm not holding it against you anymore. And this will be freeing for you. Some of you in the room, you have struggled with forgiving somebody in your past. You struggle to forgive the person you live with, the people you live with. You struggle to forgive the people you work with. And it's affecting other areas of your life. And you're carrying deep wounds. And you've thought that finally when they admit they're wrong and I'm right, they pay me back when they do what they're supposed to do, then things will get better. No, it won't. No, it won't. The only way for thing, the condition of your heart to get better is to clear the debt and move on. Clear the debt and move on because your heavenly father cleared your debt. 
and you will find inner healing in your heart, in your life, in your mind, in your relationships when you choose to walk through this daily process. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to pray, and Pastor Katie is going to lead a worship song. During this worship song, I want you to come forward. If you say, Pastor, would you pray with me? Would you pray with me that I would find inner healing that I need through forgiveness? This is not a one-time thing. You don't have to get it all right today. You don't even have to get there today. You just have to want to get there in your heart. I want you to step forward, and I want to pray with you. Because I want you healed. Your heavenly father wants you healed and whole. He wants you restored. So I'm going to pray and then she's going to begin to sing and I want you to step out. Don't miss an opportunity. You'd say, well, I'm not ready yet. That's okay. You don't have to be ready. You just have to make one step in that direction. Let me pray with you to help you get ready. I don't want to do that yet. We'll pray that the Lord will help you want to do that. This isn't an altar if you've got to get it all right at this altar. This is I'm going to start the process. And I want to pray with you because I want the healing process to begin in your life. So, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for that person in here who's harboring unforgiveness toward an ex-wife or an ex-husband. Father, I pray right now for that parent that's harboring unforgiveness toward a child. That child did some things they absolutely should not have done. And it has wounded and hurt a parent's heart. I pray, Lord, for them right now. I pray, God, for that that son or daughter who is struggling with unforgiveness toward a parent who failed in a major way. And they've been struggling for years. Father, I pray for that person who was cheated on. Not even just a romantic relationship, but, but, but they, were, they were cheated in a friendship. and They were cheated in a marriage. They were cheated in a business deal. And they're harboring unforgiveness. Lord, I pray for that person that was a victim of serious and real abuse. They were violated and it, there is absolutely no excuse for what was done to them. And when we pray for their heart to find forgiveness, it is not, it is not, Lord, us praying for them to be okay with that person that did that or for them to be okay with what happened to them. It is simply saying, I'm not trusting that person to restore me anymore. I'm trusting my heavenly father to heal me. I pray for that person right now, Lord, that somebody didn't pay them back a debt a real financial debt and they're 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 angry about it and they're they they're holding it over that person's head every chance they get and right now lord I'm, I'm praying lord you bring grace into their lives to consider that debt zero and move on father i'm praying for that person that there's a wound in their heart when she was just a young lady She's a mature adult now, has kids and grandkids, but there is a wound in her heart from when she was just a young girl. Someone said something or did something or treated her a certain way and she's, she's never truly forgiven. 
and she's never truly forgiven because she thought that forgiveness meant I had to be okay with what happened or I had to approve of it. But that's not what it is today, Lord. It's simply trusting you with the debt. It's simply trusting you that that person can't ever pay me back. That person's even dead and gone. They couldn't even make it right if they wanted to. So I'm releasing the debt right now and trusting my Heavenly Father. I pray right now for the person who's struggling to forgive themselves. They're so angry at their own actions and their own behaviors of the past and so angry with themselves and even even to the point there's like self-hatred because I messed up so bad and I can never forgive myself for what I have done. hear the Lord saying, if I can forgive you, if I, a holy God who has never sinned and never done anything wrong, if I can forgive you, who are you to say you can't forgive yourself? If I have grace for you, you can find it in you to have grace on yourself today. I pray today, Lord, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Help us to clear the debt because you are our provider. You are everything. She's going to sing, and I want you to step out if you'd like me to pray with you. And I believe there's somebody here. Step out right now. She's going to begin to pray. Father, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Come on, church. Just begin to step out. I need, I need this. I need this. I need healing, Jesus, in my heart. I need healing. I need healing in my soul. I know there's more. I know there's more. I need healing this morning. sing this out and build faith in the room. The words will be on the screen. I believe you're my healer. Come on. He's everything we need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anyone else? I want you to step out. Don't miss an opportunity to start the process. You need to step out of that prison of your own root of bitterness. Step out of that prison of unforgiveness. Step out of it today and find freedom and find healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Jesus, you're 